You know, I think that people are curious to learn how we bought a trillion dollar hockey stick. Tali, you, you've been learning this uh, for quite some time already. And uh, this was the topic of your speech during the international online forum, Global Crisis, where people we want to live, which took place on May 7th, 2022. And uh, I guess that there, uh, right now in our team, there's uh, no other person who has the bigger and deeper knowledge than yourself. So uh, what can we tell our guys, our listeners today? Thank you so much, Alexis. So uh, yeah, you know, when when we found out that there is a huge backlash from anthropogenic justice warriors on Twitter against Creative Society, against our previous conference, which took place on December 4th, 2021. And uh, we were just curious, like, what's going on with these guys? Why are they so aggressive? Like, you know, they really passionately started hating on us and trying to stigmatize us on Twitter without even knowing what creative society is, without trying to learn what we represent. Right away, we were stigmatized as uh, some group financed by oil companies, which is ridiculous. I was like, whoa, where is this coming from? And then I was I was seeing that there's this guy, Michael E. Mann. Uh, that, that was the first time I heard about this guy. And he was also posting some dirt about creative society and i see he got like 200,000 followers and these guys are retweeting him I'm like who who's that guy and then i see, that's how we picked up on this stuff that each one of these anthropogenic justice warriors were posting this uh, funny graph some some funny graphs and then i started looking into them i was like oh wait let me learn about this thing. So basically in December, January, uh, January 2022, I started looking into it. And then when we found out how much uh, how much uh, information about this hockey stick is over there, and basically the whole anthropogenic movement started from this graph, and that's up until this day, basically the main justification for spending tremendous amount of money on fighting anthropogenic CO2, which is a ridiculously small amount and people don't even know it's it's 1% from 0.04 of a percent. Four ten thousandths of a percent. And we are talking like about that these, uh, like we, we, we've showed also a video during, uh, during the uh, forum showing in perspective, what are these like four tiny particles uh, in uh, in the big uh, mass of all other particles of gases in the atmosphere? Yeah, yeah. Can you imagine? It's four molecules out of a million of other molecules. Four molecules that, according to this uh, so-called, <laughs> I don't even know what to call them, but anthropogenic warriors, yeah, uh, or haters, or whatever you want to call them. Um, but this um, people, yeah, according to them, that's what causes the global warming, which is, which doesn't make sense even from logical point. But then when we started to check, okay, they claim this is an evidence. So where is this evidence coming from? And I was like, uh, started checking into it. That was IPCC 2001, their, uh, and, uh, their report, the third report by IPCC, 
published this graph, the hockey stick. It was presented in Geneva in 2001, and the, it, was, it was on the background. They had the stage, and this graph was on the background, and it was published on the whole, all the papers they had over there. And then the, very, uh, the year before, the World Meteorological Organization published a very similar graph, and that, that was presented as a consensus uh, and as a proof of unseen warming that started in 20th century. And then I started checking the whole controversy. So it appears that when it came out, many people were very surprised because the whole study of paleoclimatology, which is a studying of ancient temperatures of the climate in ancient times, it basically hundreds and hundreds of researchers out there, including historical records, including the uh, geological proofs, including archaeology. Everything tells... High scores as well, I guess. Yeah. uh, You name it. Everything says that there were periods much warmer than it is right now before the anthropogenic uh, CO2 was even a thing. And the, the period is called uh, medieval warm period, which was about 800 years ago and uh, further into the past. And the funny thing that IPCC, IPCC was looking to get rid of this period. Like they purposely, since at least since 1995, they were spreading emails around their community openly saying we have to get rid it's a quote it's a quote that's coming from an interview of one of american geologists and he says i'm getting this email from uh, one of the representatives from ipcc and he says we have to get rid of medieval warm period and this is exactly what michael Mann did in his graph and not too many people know that his graph came out first in Nature magazine in 1998, just one year, even less than one year after Kyoto Protocol was signed. But signing Kyoto Protocol in uh, Japan was one thing where some ministers just did it. Al Gore, vice president of the United States, was there, one of the main guys who pushed for it but then the second part they had to ratify it in parliaments around the world and for that they need they had to change the public opinion and they needed like some sort of scientific proof yes exactly and uh, who was michael mann at that time he was a young researcher he he had a, a degree in math so he knew how to draw graphs he knew exactly how to adjust the graphs to get the uh, result uh, that was expected. And what he did, he exactly satisfied the political demand. It's basically, uh, basically politicians opened the market, uh, the market request to get this kind of a graph, and he presented exactly what they wanted. The problem was that exactly the same year, two other researchers used the very same data, the three ring data, to and they, they draw the graphs that looked nothing like hockey stick. And that was the problem. IPCC definitely wanted man's graph 
but they couldn't ignore the other graphs that came out the very same year and were published in Nature magazine as well. So what they did, they gathered uh, all these researchers, three of them, Michael Mann, and they put him in charge of the whole commission. And they uh, added two more guys in there. Kid Briefa, he was one of the much more experienced researchers, first of all, because Michael Mann, at the time when he published uh, his hockey stick, he didn't even have the PhD in uh, climatology. He, he was basically a no-name in the community. And then all of a sudden, he becomes the main star of IPCC, the in charge of the whole commission who's working on this uh, political uh, resume for 2001 for upcoming re research. How exactly it was cooked, the whole kitchen, we, we found out only 10 years later. 10 years later, when Climate Gate emails were published online. And that's a story that blew minds of everyone who, who was at least a little bit curious about what's going on with it, especially scientists. Scientists who could never even think that something like this is possible. But I have to say that there were curious people, especially people who know about math, uh, one of them was Steve McIntyre from Canada, and he basically, from early 2000s, he started debunking the whole hockey stick, because the, when he saw it, and I have to say that Canadian government was ma mailing, basically using mail, they sent this hockey stick graph into each uh, household in Canada uh, to prove that uh, this law has to be passed in parliament, it has to be ratified, the Kyoto Protocol, and they wanted to change public opinion. And they used the hockey stick graph from 2001 IPCC report as the main justification. And when he received this, first of all, it contradicts everything Canadians learned in school, because they know that it used to be much warmer, that's when Vikings came from all the way from Norway, from Sweden, they... Uh, came thousand years ago to Greenland. They saw it was green because because it was warm. It was green back then, the whole island. And because it is Greenland. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they also went to Vi uh, Vineland, which is north of Canada, and which was which was forest back then. Like people don't realize it was forest. It was forest, and that forest uh, burned down in 15th century. And it never grew back because right now it's Arctic. So there is no forest growing in Arctic. It's too cold. But prior to 15th century, there was a huge forest and there is a, a lot of evidence. It's, it's like a very well-known fact. It doesn't align with a hockey graph, which says it was, oh, it was flat temperature all the way uh, back into the past. So Steve McIntyre, when he saw that, he was like, wait, let me verify it. Let me check what data was used because it doesn't make any sense. And he requested the data, and man published the data that he used. But the thing is, no one was able to draw the same graph using the same data. So the question was like, what was the algorithm? How did you set the algorithm to make the hockey stick graph? And that's when man refused to provide the algorithm. And that was the first red flag that was like, wait, 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 what's going on in here? So, so he said, like, I have a proprietary uh, algorithm that I cannot disclose, but uh, this is the graph that it produces. So, uh, and it's yeah. the correct one. 
can you imagine anyone else any any scientist would be proud to show that take a look at my algorithm i created this and this is such a game changer in the industry i presented it it changed everything but this guy did everything to hide uh, to hide the algorithm and what what else he did he was asked to show r2 regression and what is r2 regression it's like imagine when we have a lot of dots on the on the diagram and we have to draw the line that would be uh, right in the middle between all the dots right so we want to basically make a graph out of like a lot of data once we have the result the graph we want to do the regression testing we want to again regress and create those dots the error <laughs> yeah like like we did at school right to verify if we solved the problem correctly we do the regression it's a school 101 it's a third grader knows you have to do the regression test to make sure you didn't do a mistake you didn't make a mistake but what man says i believe it's a quote he said it would be ridiculous to even think that i need to do r2 regressions are you kidding me this like wow like this was like a huge red flag that's when everyone knew something super fishy in there and how did mcintyre uh say uh when i first uh saw this graph i immediately thought it was like uh, <laughs> it sm smelled smelled the rat <laughs> yeah it's smelled the rat it 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 smelled fishy but uh what was what was one of the very important things that steve mcintyre is a brilliant mathematician and his whole career after uh, he graduated from the university of toronto with a math degree he spent in in mining industry where his work was to uh, do statistic analysis uh, in the very similar field and what he had to do he had to deal his whole career with a lot of people who were trying to draw similar graphs which would show uh let's say higher expectations for their uh, potential minings so he had to take the original data and verify it and this is exactly what he did after man refused to pr uh, provide the actual algorithms what uh, uh, steve did he uh, digged into the code and in in the leftovers in the hidden folders of the code he found out the classified uh, folder which man didn't want to publish but somehow it just sneaked into that archive and in that folder he saw that uh, michael mann was using uh, specific uh, settings on his algorithm which used the primary component for the 20th century and the primary component was the data the proxy data from north american pine which is super sensitive to co2 changes and this is exactly the reason why it cannot be used as a reference to uh, for the, for these calculations yes exactly we don't want super sensitive stuff to be in there because we want something that generally uh, represents the information he uh, michael mann used it exactly specifically this one and when he was making his graph uh, he basically made the graph which in regression testing uh, simply was creating that field of dots out of which in 99 percent of times uh, out of those 
are uh, red noise numbers created from his graph, it would create a similar graph, hockey stick shaped graph as well. So once Steve McIntyre found found out, he offered Nature magazine to publish this article in which he explained how exactly the there was a mistake in the algorithms that, that was producing this kind of a, a hockey stick shaped graphs out of basically any random uh, red noise numbers. Nature magazine answered that they would only allow five hundred letters for such an article. So he went to general research letters and he published this uh, article. Uh, on which the response from Michael Mann was that he's not going to present any regression testing and he doesn't care about some graphs uh, and and that it was published in general research letters, which is not even that much big of a paper. So he never actually even tried to prove that his graph like makes sense. What happened next was also we found out from the climate get gate emails that other magazines that were publishing uh, research researches even from astrophysicists like the one that was published by astrophysicists from Harvard University where they were claiming that according to the solar cycles there was a much warmer uh, medieval warm period and what happened in the texts between uh, Michael Mann and his uh, clique, or how Steve McIntyre called them the hockey team, uh, they were discussing how to discredit, how to stigmatize the astrophysicist uh, who published an article which contradicts their anthropogenic theory. And among the things they discussed, they said, maybe we could call them astrologists. <laughs> maybe we can refer reference to them as astrologists, as if they would use tarot readings or, you know, some crystal ball to predict the temperatures in the past or to recreate the graphs of the past centuries. Like, this is ridiculous. It's like no one even tried to dig into, like, is it a legitimate research? Does it make sense? The only agenda was to stigmatize and discredit them. That's the only thing they cared about. And everyone else for that matter. Yeah. 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 As, as I mentioned before, there were three different researchers uh, published in Nature magazine in 1998. And all of them used proxy data from tree rings. And all of them were showing that there were different periods in previous times, exact, uh, besides uh, the hockey graph. But basically what they did in preparation of the IPCC report, they, they erased all the data that was showing the decline in temperatures in 20th century. So they simply trimmed the graph around 1960s when the tree rings were showing the decline in the temperatures. And this is such a big thing because uh, think about it this way. The temperatures in previous times showing the variability, but they go down in numbers in 20th centuries when thermometer data goes up. What it proves, it basically shows that either your graph doesn't make sense, like, or your research, maybe it's a bad data, or maybe you didn't calculate it right. Because if we know that temperatures go up in 20th centuries, then we cannot just trim the piece that 
declines in temperatures from uh, Three Rings data. But that's exactly what they did. And they're, uh, they, they never even considered why why that uh, tree data goes at declining in the 20th century. And the, the, the main thing, they, they tried to hide it. And the whole email, the main email was regarding hiding the decline. And that's what all the buzz was about. Uh, but what also we found found out from the climate gate emails that the uh, that IPCC was basically uh, pushing the scientists to publish man's graph that hockey stick uh, shaped graph as the main one and hide all the data that was not in line with it. So when they published their graph, it was presented as a consensus of the scientists where in fact there were huge misunderstandings and uh, huge con contradictions in the scientific community itself. <laughs>